0: I've been talking for a few weeks about this idea of living your highest life. And um, I, think, um, I think this is the last message. I'm not promising anything, but I think this could be the last message of that series. Uh, and uh, what we've been pulling out of, it's a passage in Colossians chapter three that I wanna read to you. Uh, it says this, therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory." So just as a, as a bit of a reminder for us to, as we've been walking through this, some key concepts to living your highest life is number one, to recognize that God has raised you to a new level in life. You've, you've been raised up with Christ. Uh, so keep choosing the raised up life. Uh, keep choosing the high life. Keep taking the high road. Learn, to, learn you know, because you've been raised up, you can be gracious. You can be polite. You can be forgiving. Uh, you can give people the benefit of the doubt. You've been raised up. Come on, you don't have to be jealous or envious or compare with anybody. Uh, you can be generous because you've been raised up. You're not just surviving. You're raised up. You're thriving. So, Think and speak and act and believe like at new higher levels because you've been raised up. Anybody been raised up in this place? Come on. The second idea that we talked about, key concept in living your highest life, and I think this one is so vital, is you're not trying to raise yourself. You've already been raised. Uh, this is not this is not a self improvement program uh, this is not you trying to be better really what we 're living is what God has already given to us we 're living what we 've been given and if faith can take hold of who God has already made you and what God has already given to you you 're going to be living in a higher life uh, The third idea that we 've talked about key concept is this keep Seeking the above things. Anybody ever gotten drugged down by life, by somebody, (laughs) by something? You you gotta you gotta keep seeking the above things because you are an above person. Your life is above. Right. It's easy to get caught up in below issues because. Cause you know it's easy. The car needs to be fixed. Uh, the grass needs to be cut. The leaves need to be raked. The kids are fighting. The house needs to be clean. You got to get rid of some COVID weight that you had before COVID even started. Um, and and it's easy to get drugged down. You got to keep going above. The fourth concept, and which to me is also so vital, is you got to have an above mindset. Uh, What you set your mind on will determine where you go. So uh, the power of mindset is so incredible. If you occupy your mind with higher things, you will live a higher life. So if you think noble thoughts, you'll live a noble life. But if you think small thoughts, you'll live a small life. If you think stingy thoughts, you'll live a stingy life. If you think big thoughts, you'll live a big life. So your mindset, if you think God kind of thoughts, God's ideas, then you'll live a God-filled life. And then we spent a few weeks talking about how our highest life is found in hidden places. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And this key concept of you don't, you don't find life in the open place, you find life in the hidden place and you exhibit that life in the open place. We talked for quite a couple of weeks about this idea of hidden manna. Uh, and so today I want to take a few moments and talk about this idea just for a, for a minute. Your highest life is found in the anointing. Colossians 3 verse 4 uh, tells us this. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Christ is your life. That When you become a believer and you embrace Jesus into your world, there's an exchange of your life for his life. The, the, the center dynamic of your life is in Christ. I always think it's interesting to recognize that you don't really see Jesus' personality in the gospels. You don't you can't tell if he was funny, if he was sanguine, if he was moody, if he you know you don't see his personality at all. You see his character, but you don't see his personality. That's because God is not wanting you to go after a certain kind of personality. He gave you your personality. So keep your personality, but plug into your life, which is in Christ. It's a dynamic that brings your personality to a whole new level, that brings your life to a whole new level. Um, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says this I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Colossians 1 verse 27 says, God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, the mystery which is a thing that once was hidden, now revealed. That's what mystery means in the New Testament. That mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So, when you open your heart to, to fully embrace Jesus into your world, there is a great exchange that takes place. You, we exchange our sinfulness for his righteousness. We exchange our weakness for his strength. We exchange our inability for his ability. Come on. We exchange our worrisome life for his peace-filled life. We exchange our poverty for his abundance. It's the great exchange. Christianity is not you trying to do better to earn God's approval. Christianity is an exchange of what I don't have for what he does have. That's the Christian life. That's what God is offering to us as believers in Christ. But what I am going to focus on today is this. All of these passages are talking about the life that's found in Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. Jesus Christ literally means Jesus, the anointed one. Christ, the anointing, is your life. The anointing is your life. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit The person of the Holy Spirit is essential to you living your highest life. The life that God's called us to live is not a life that we would be capable of of our own. (laughs) The person of the Holy Spirit has been given to empower us to live a higher life. Acts 10, verse 38, says this about Jesus. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The Bible teaches us that Jesus, when he came to the earth, put aside his deity, and lived as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. He didn't, he didn't stop being God. He just put the advantage of being God to the side and says, I'm going to live as a person, a human, a man who's anointed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was able to do everything he did because he lived as a person anointed by by the Holy Spirit. Because he was wanting to model for you and me what a life anointed by the Holy Spirit could look like. (laughs) Philippians chapter two, uh, a couple verses helps us see this idea. Have this attitude in yourselves which also was in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus lived his life with one hand tied behind his back. He, just, he, he put behind him, he put aside the idea that he could live as deity, even though he was deity, to demonstrate to you and to me what a life anointed by the Holy Spirit looks like. With the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you and I are empowered to to live a much higher life than we ever would have on our own. There is a super that God wants to put on your natural. Uh, Acts 1 verse 8 says, You will receive power, the Greek word dunamis, dynamite power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, even to the remotest part of the earth. The Christian life is not a behavior modification project. You got to follow me on this. (laughs) It's not about you quit kicking the dog. Then you can kick cats if you want to. But, it's not about you becoming nicer, although that's always a good thing. It's not about you behaving better, although that's a good thing. But it's about living a God-empowered life. It's on a daily basis, on a many times a day basis, I'm constantly exchanging my weakness for the strength that's found in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm constantly exchanging my inability for his ability. I'm constantly exchanging my poverty for his abundance. I'm constantly exchanging my not enough for his more than enough. A Holy Spirit-empowered life. Your highest life is found in the anointing. And the devil's lie to so many people is if you give up your life to Christ, you're going to end up with a small life. You're going to have to quit doing this and quit doing that. But I'm just here to announce to you that if you will surrender your life to Jesus and receive the anointing, receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit into your life, your life is gonna go to such higher levels. Jesus said this in John 16, verse seven. He says, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Anybody need any help? Come on, I know you do. I know I do. So the Holy Spirit would come upon certain people in certain situations in the Old Testament. And then we just read... That the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus for him to fulfill his assignment on the earth. Now, the Holy Spirit is at work in every believer who will receive it. Acts 1 8, you will receive power. Somebody say, Power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You're gonna receive a resource of dynamic life, of dynamic power for your life. You're gonna receive power to help you live dynamically. The life that we are called to live, the witness that we are called to give, the mission that we've been called to fulfill, the opposition that we're all going to face in life, we need help. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us. Come on. He's here to help you, to empower us, to help us live not just barely surviving life, but to help us to live powerfully, to to bring God's super (laughs) to the natural world. The Holy Spirit anoints us to be powerful witnesses for God. You know, when you, when you look in the Bible and you see some of the different pictures that are given of the Holy Spirit or, or concepts that are used, you get a couple of those are He's the Holy Spirit's like wind. And, and all the hurricanes we've had in this past year, we've seen the power of wind. The Holy Spirit's like water. And we've seen, they're always reminding us on the Weather Channel, it's about the storm surge. The Holy Spirit is is pictured as fire, wind, water, fire, powerful forces. Out of hand, they become destructive, but harnessed, utilized in the right way with wisdom, with understanding, with faith, because what I'm here to say is that the Holy Spirit's been poured out, but your faith still has to grab a hold of the help. You got to remind yourself that you're not alone in all of this, that the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit causes us to live Powerfully. And if there ever was a day that we needed to live powerfully, today is it. Because fear and disease and intimidation and lies and deception are trying to force people into a corner of just cowering timid in life, but I'm here to say to you, church, the world needs us to step up and live powerfully. This is not a day to let fear run our life. I believe in wisdom. I believe in being smart. I believe in washing hands, but there's no need for us to live this fearful, cowering, timid, weak kind of life. God has not given you a spirit of fear, right? But power and love and a sound mind. And you might, you might be thinking, if you knew what was going on in my mind, that's why you need help. Help. Come on. I think the issues of the day that we live in cause all of us, calls all of us to rise up and live powerfully, right? The call to move forward in God r- requires us to live from a position of power, Come on, your highest life is found in the anointing. Mm -mm. I think all of us will recognize that the birth of the church was the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And the church is born and the church begins to surge forward. But at the same time, the church faces opposition. Your march through life is not going to be opposition free. I wish I could tell you something different. Your your relationship with God is not going to be opposition opposition free. The fulfilling the assignment that's on your life, fulfilling the assignment that's on our church, it's not just a straight line up and to the right. This is a day not just to grab a hold of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in church, but to live an empowered life, your highest life. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 is when it all really got started for all of us. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, somebody say, suddenly. Suddenly. God takes a long time to move. Suddenly. Suddenly, there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. The church is born in a supernatural moment. It's obvious that something supernatural is happening here. There's a wind blowing. There's tongues of fire appearing over the head of every person. People are speaking in tongues. I would say... We'd be making a big mistake if we try to turn church into just a natural thing and not recognize that the house of God is a supernatural house. Come on, it's a supernatural house. And you'd be making a big mistake as well if you just turned your Christian life into just natural, that you didn't buy into the idea of God putting his super on your natural. I'm not asking you to be weird. As a matter of fact, I'm asking you to not be weird. But I am asking you to understand that your highest life is found in the anointing. Your your highest life is a life that's empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's Christ, the anointed the anointing living in you. I want to pray with you today. I want you to bow your heads, please, and I want you to close your eyes. Father, as we all face the different obstacles, the different oppositions, the different inner battles, outer battles, we we are fully aware that we need the help of the person of the Holy Spirit. We need the anointing on our life. Every one of us has been gifted with an assignment from heaven that could never be fulfilled without the power of the person of the Holy Spirit at work in our life. So I'm praying for every person in this room. Father, let the weak say, I am strong. Father, let the timid say, I am bold in the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I'm praying for revelation. I'm praying for a spirit of faith. I'm praying, God, for eyes and hearts, for all of us to be open. Those of us that have walked in this for years, those of us that are brand new, Father, awaken our soul to the power, to the dunamis, dynamic power of the holy spirit taking us to a higher life with every head bowed every eye closed i just want to take a minute maybe you're here today and the truth is you've never actually surrendered to jesus you've never made that great exchange uh, where you would embrace his love and His righteousness and His goodness into your life. Maybe you thought being a Christian was all about just trying to be a better person. But maybe it's a light has come on for you today and you're recognizing this is, this is what I need. Jesus in my life. God's help in my world. If you've never surrendered to Jesus, I want to pray with you. Maybe you're in the room. Maybe you're watching online. Could be that you're here today and you could look back on a day when you used to be closer to the Lord than you are today, where you are less committed, less on fire, less passionate about God than you used to be, but today would be a great day for you to come home and begin to walk with a fresh relationship with God. Or maybe you just feel unsure, you don't feel confident about where you stand with the Lord. If if any of those calls to your heart and you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? Uh, I want to receive Jesus into my world as the Lord of my life. I need God. I need God's help in my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now and say that's me. I I need to make a move in opening my heart. I need to I need to open my life up. God bless you. Come on anybody else I, just, I need to open my heart to Jesus, to the, to the Lordship of Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Let's all pray this prayer together. Everybody say it with me, especially those who lifted their hand, but let's all pray it together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love, to your Lordship. Uh, I need you. I want you. In my life, as my Lord, I know I have sinned, I've messed up, but I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start. It's a new beginning as I surrender to Jesus. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord, amen.